Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I am always happy to be with you guys. I'm really excited for my show here today. For those of you who are new to um, Awaken Podcast, however you're listening to it on Spotify, on Google Play, on uh, Apple Podcast, or on the CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. However you're listening to this, we release a new show every Monday and Thursday. Um, We've got about 50-something shows up right now. Um, If you go to my website, www.lifeportoutintl.org, there's also a link to our shows on there. And if you go to YouTube and type in Michael Lombardo, um, we used to have a different platform. We did a lot of Facebook Live shows. It was called Awaken Live at that time instead of Awaken Podcast. And we, uh, we got tons of got about 70-something shows where I spoke with John and Carol Arnott and Roberts Lairdin, Matt Sorger, um, uh, Ryan Lestrange, amazing people. There's just hours and hours of free content on there if you guys want to tap into that. And so, welcome. You know, I really um, appreciate my guests being on the show with me today. The way we, the way I love to do it, I like to dive into scripture first. That kind of correlates with where we're going today. And this is a scripture that I just love. I feel like the Apostle Paul here in 1 Corinthians 16, 13 I'm reading out of the NASB version. Um, I really believe he's just being very straightforward. He's not he's not holding back at all, you know? And he says this, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and he says a couple just simple statements. He says, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. That's his exhortation. Act like men, stand firm in your faith, be on the alert. Yo, be, be be discerning. Know what's going on around you. Do not be deaf to what's happening around you. Be strong. Act like men. This is a, a very powerful exhortation. He's saying, be who you are. Stand firm. God has put something on the inside of you, a seed on the inside of you that makes you a warrior and a conqueror. And so as men, God has placed things on the inside of us. And my guest here today just wrote a book and released a book. Um, that I think is very, very powerful called 31 Decrees of Blessing for Men, which we're going to get into today. Robert Hodgkin, he was actually on my show Awaken Live when we were doing the live format of, um, a couple of years ago. And so he's a minister, he's a speaker, he's an author, and he's the founder of Men on the Frontlines and Robert Hodgkin Ministries. He serves as one of the core leaders of Patricia King Ministries, and he hosts um, the weekly Heroes Arise broadcast and co-hosts the show Propel with Patricia King and is a regular guest on The Supernatural Life on God TV. Robert fervently believes every Christian is a miracle working explosion of the kingdom waiting to happen. Amen. His preaching and teaching um, and ministry inspire believers to grab hold of their restored relationship with the Father through the work the finished work of Jesus on the cross and his life and ministry and that we could walk in the fullness of our authority as dominion agents in this world. We have the power of God because of what Christ has done for us. We need to walk that out. He is a lover of Jesus. He's an awesome guy. Um, I've gotten to know him a little bit over the past couple of years, and he truly beams with the Lord and is a passionate uh, man of God. And so, hey, Robert, thank you for joining me today. Michael, it's always great to be with you. Thanks so much for letting me come on and talk with you and your uh, podcast listeners. This is great. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, last time we, uh, when when you came and joined me on Awaken Live, we had an awesome conversation. And I know you just recently released a book. But before we get into that, you know, I know you know for those who you know many may be familiar with your ministry, some may not be. But the show is called Awaken Podcast. I love to hear how um, my guest hearts were first awakened to Jesus Christ. Just tell us a little bit. Yeah, you know, the short version, a little bit longer version, however you want. But I, I'd love to know how you encountered the Lord. Oh, man. Yeah, I love to tell the story because for most of my life, I was 
very much not a Christian. I was a mocker and persecutor of Christians. I used to say Christianity is a crutch for weak people that couldn't make it on their own. Wow. Okay. People tried to share the gospel with me. I was like an emotional, intellectual bully. But the long story made very short is I was um, live. I was in my early 30s, living sort of semi-retired in a cabin in the woods of Montana. I um, was doing creative work for ad agencies around the country on a part-time freelance basis. And uh, I was splitting wood one day. And the God that I had mocked and made fun of for almost four decades showed up and declared to me he refused not to love me. And for the first time <laughs> in my life, I felt total love and complete acceptance. Wow. Um, I was in this like bubble of his presence and felt completely at home for the first time in my life. And I had another encounter with him the next day that went on for a while. I won't, I won't go into all the details, but I had another encounter with him the next day where he took me through a sovereign deliverance really of some things that had gone on in my life. And I, after weeping almost uncontrollably for three hours, I came up off the floor of the, the kitchen in my cabin. And the first words that came out of my mouth were, Lord, if you're as real as you seemed in the woods yesterday, I don't want to do this by myself anymore. Please come into my heart. I want to be yours. Wow. And he did. And uh, nothing's ever been the same. He's amazing. <laughs> the goodness of God, the true goodness of God that leads yeah. us all to repentance, to turn from our sin and to look upon him and to live for him. He changes yeah. us from the inside out. The supernatural power of grace that doesn't just tell us what to do, but he puts the law on our hearts. We now desire and long to live for him and give our lives to him. It's like when you encounter Jesus, it's like there's there's nothing better. Like it's the only reasonable response is I, I want you and I now want to live for you. I yeah. want to serve you. You're just that good and faithful. How could, you know, what is man that you're mindful of me? It's that's awesome. Man. I love your story there. Powerful. And all of a sudden, all those laws and quote unquote rules that you know, you push back so hard against, and you think this is some controlling God who wants to, you know, put a rein on you and control you. All of a sudden, once you encounter him, especially for someone like me, that all I had done is mock him and make fun of him and his church and dismiss it as myth and fairy tales, but he showed up and all he wanted to do was let me know I was loved. All he wanted to do was establish relationship with me, draw me into relationship. And Michael, like you say, from that, from that sense of identity, from that sense of love and acceptance, from relationship, now all of a sudden you realize, oh, these aren't rules and laws I have to do to earn favor or to earn a cookie from my harsh daddy. It's, yeah. These are things somebody who loves me put in place so I can enjoy the fullness of all he is and all he's created me to be. <laughs> Amen. And you know, some people might hear that and be like, well, that's just greasy grace, you know? But it's like, no, absolutely not. It's the unconditional <laughs> no. love of God. When we were sinners, he died for us. Without, we had, there was no morsel of repentance in us, and he died for us, and he loved us when we didn't love him and we were unlovable. And it's not, you know, it's that love that actually empowers us to want to live a holy and righteous life. You know, the Apostle yeah. Paul, the Apostle Paul told us that grace is a teacher. It teaches us how to live godly and upright in this present time. It's it's when you encounter his love that you want to serve him and you want to do what's right. You don't want to grieve his heart. And And in that love, in that relationship, you also realize, oh my gosh, this is who I really am. So it's not hoops of performance that we have to jump through. And this is a really important message for men because most of us, and I know this is for women as well, but for most of us, we grow up in North American culture or, yeah. or European culture, whatever it is, we grow up in that. And there's this performance mandate. 
you know, you need to achieve at this level or have this job or make this much money or live in this neighborhood or drive this car or even, you know, wear this brand of jeans or jacket, and then you have worth and value. But God shows up and declares his love for us, and we realize the worth and value we have. So now those parameters he puts in place, we don't read them as performance hoops I have to jump through to earn favor, to earn blessing, to earn value. We realize I have so much value and worth in his eyes. I want to do these things, not even to please him, in my opinion, so much as because he's so pleasing to me, yeah. I trust that these must be good things for me, yeah. that he's not doing this to make me do something to get something from him. He's saying, hey, and I know it's a cliche, but here's the owner's manual. This is how this all operates the best. I'm not asking you to do these things to please me. I'm giving you this instruction manual so you'll be able to fully enjoy everything that I've give, given you. Hey, man, I've heard somebody say, you know, they've coined holiness as happy holiness, which goes against yeah. so much so much of our, we, you know, when we think of holiness, we think of stained glass windows and, you know, be quiet and sober, you know, and somber and serious and, you know, but when we walk in the fullness of what Jesus, you know, um, intends for us, when we see the scriptures, we begin to walk it out because, you know, the love of God is in us and we now know who we are. It actually brings satisfaction yeah. and fulfillment in our lives. There's a joy and a happiness when we walk in righteousness and holiness. And it looks, this is like, we, we can go into, <laughs> I love grace. And so you start bringing up grace and I automatically want to talk about grace and identity. And it's, it's a good, it's a good transition point because you wrote a book called 31 Decrees of Blessing for Men. And in your first chapter of the book, you talk about the foundation and the truth about men. You lay a foundation for the rest of the book. And it really goes, this whole book is about identity. This whole book is about who we are yes. as men, how we could seize that, how we could walk that out. So give us a little bit of a foundation here. Yeah, no, you nailed it with uh, 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen is a perfect introduction scripture. Because, Michael, as you and your listeners know, that Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the 16 chapters of that letter, is because he's planted a church there, and when he left on his next journey, all sorts of challenges broke out, social challenges, theological challenges, you name it, all sorts of things are going on. And so he writes this letter to kind of bring them back into alignment, and he sums it all up by saying exactly what you cited from the scripture. Mm -hmm. He says, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. So he's actually saying, guys, you are part of the solution. And for all your women listeners out there, I want to say, women, you're part of the solution too. Because since the beginning, since day six, God's plan has been, he made us in his image, male and female, to be his dominion stewards in the earth. So we need men and women showing up as men and women of God. That's what's going to solve these issues and problems. That's mm. what we call it. You, you mentioned, um, and I don't know if you were referring to Robert Dosti, but he's a buddy of mine who often talks about happy holiness. And we, mm -hmm. we refer to it in Men on the Front Lines as heroic holiness, mm. because we're made to be heroes. We're made to be champions. We're made to be warriors, but warriors of love and warriors of light and warriors of life. And one of the ways we do that is through heroic holiness. And we understand that holiness is not something we have to do to perform, but it's who we really are. And you look at Romans 5, I love Romans 5, 15 through 19, because it makes it so clear for sons of God or for the children of God, because this works for women too, because it's the kingdom. But for sons of God, 
when we make decisions, they have ramifications throughout all creation. It says, because the first son, Adam, chose to disobey, unrighteousness entered the earth. It didn't say he became unrighteous. He did, but it says unrighteousness entered the whole earth. So there's this heavy of when we choose darkness, when we choose sin, we release darkness into the earth. So for anybody who wants to talk about greasy grace and say, oh, sin doesn't matter. Jesus dealt with sin at the cross. Well, of course, Jesus dealt with sin at the cross. But we don't understand the power in Christ we have in the earth if we say sin doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because when we choose darkness, it doesn't just affect our lives. It affects all of creation. But the good news is, Romans 5 goes on to say, because the second son, Christ Jesus, chose to obey, righteousness was made available to all. Not he was made righteous, he already was, but it's made available to all. Mm -hmm. So when we operate in heroic holiness, Michael, we actually impact all of creation. We all have global ministries through the decisions we make, and it begins with that certainty of sonship, that foundation of identity you're talking about, because we realize now... I get to do this. Not I have to do it to be blessed by God, but I am blessed by God. I am loved. I am accepted. I get to have global impact to the decisions I make. Amazing. Yeah. So I I agree 100%. And you know, the book is about decrees, decrees of blessing for me. And when I, when when I first got saved, I'm, I'm grateful that I was introduced to word of faith and I got books by Kenneth Hagin and John Bevere and Joyce Meyer and different people like that. Cause my parents were believers for a while and they had all these books in their house. And I had this, now this fervent hunger just to read. And I hated to read before yeah. I really, in my high school years, I read one book and it was cause I had to, and I hated to read and you know, and then I got saved and I had this natural desire to just devour the word of God and to, and to, and devour work, you know, um, books about the word of God. And so one thing that I saw even in the scriptures was in Joshua where it says, meditate on the word of God, speak the word of God, obey mm-hmm. the word of God. And in uh, Psalm one where, you know, uh, we, we meditate on the law day and night, you know, and all these scriptures about meditating on the word and speaking the word. Um, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I began to see this as a foundation for my life. What I began to do is memorize the scriptures and I began to declare promise scriptures over my life, declare identity scriptures over my life. And yeah, there was, you know, sometimes it was just out of ritual, out of something, hey, listen, a discipline, something I was doing. And then I would see the power of it. I would feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I would feel the presence of God you know, many times, not every time, but but many times in doing that. And it became a part of my life. And you talk about decrees, and the power of decrees. And so I just feel like this really laid a foundation for me and kind of catapulted me in the power that's available. I'd love to hear more about like why, why decrees? How come this is so important? Well, I mean, we're made in God's image. We're dominion stewards in the earth. And I had an encounter with God a couple of years ago where he took me into Genesis one and he showed me that Genesis one, one through 25, when he speaks creation into existence Mm -hmm. is not just a history lesson. That is what he did. That's how existence came forth. But then in verses 26 through 28, when he puts us in place as his dominion stewards in the earth, he was showing me that one of the main ways we operate as dominion stewards in the earth, beginning with our lives, is by speaking forth his word, by Mm. creating through his word. So that's the power of decree. When we decree the word of God, Isaiah 55, 11 says it, it never returns void. It accomplishes all that it's sent to do. It always bears fruit. Job, I think it's 22, 28 says, decree a thing and it shall be established in your life. So when you decree the word of God, it's the same thing as saying, let there be light and boom, there's light. We're framing something in our life. So the way the book works is it's a daily devotional and every day 
There is a scripture-based devotion that focuses on something God has blessed us with as sons to empower us in our life and through our life to be difference makers and solution bringers. So as you read the scripture-based devotional, you said it, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So your faith is being built. You realize, oh my gosh, God has blessed me with this. I do have this. And then at the end of every devotional, there are 10 decrees based on scripture again. So you're decreeing the word of God about that blessing, about that empowerment, about that spiritual gift, about that ability to make a difference. And when you decree that thing, it's actually established in your life. And then what's cool is every devotion also has an activation, which is a simple way to now step out into this blessing, this empowerment that you've, your faith has been built up. The substance of your faith is establishing you decree it so it's then framed in your life, and then the activation, you step right out into it. So it becomes a really simple way to not just be aware of what God has blessed you with as a man, but to frame it and step out into it immediately. Yeah. And it just, I just feel like this is so important. I'm, I'm grateful. You have the Word of God in your heart. You, you do, because when, when I ask you a question, the word of God is just coming out of your heart, out of your mm-hmm. mouth, and I'm glad you're giving us a scriptural foundation for this, because I feel like we need, as believers, we need yes. to see it in the word for us to truly have a conviction about it, because if this is something, I just feel like, especially in today's age, where it's like, uh, you know, we want everything instant. You know, we want everything now. We right. want the power now. We want the fruit now. We want the results now. You know, I've just seen so many people maybe catch, maybe hear a message about this and start to in the word, but then quit after a couple of days because nothing supernatural happened. <laughs> you right. know, I've right. seen people right. get flaky about this, but when I first got saved, there was a conviction on the inside of me because I saw it in the word, how important it is in yes. the word. And there was faith that this is true. The word of God is true. God is not a man that he should lie. And so if I do this and I'm faithful with this, then I will see over time fruit. It's like, it's like sowing a seed it doesn't, it doesn't sprout right, exactly. up into a massive tree overnight. I just feel like people need encouragement in that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the great analogy is the farmer. If the farmer goes out and, and, and spends time preparing the soil and then puts the seed in the ground and waters the seed and fertilizes the seed. And if, if he's got this expectation of it's going to come up tomorrow and it doesn't, no farmer walks away and abandons the yield. One of the things I think we need to understand is uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 talks about the substance of our faith. We do not know how powerful we are in, with, and for God in the earth. And one of the great powers we have is not just faith in an ability to believe, but the substance of our faith. So when we see something in the Word of God, when we meditate on it through a devotional, when we decree it, like you said, Michael, we are planting those seeds. When we activate it, if we immediately see the fruit, praise God. If we Mm -hmm. don't, we need to realize what's going on is through the substance of our faith, we're building a bigger manifestation of what we already have than we were expecting. There's Mm -hmm. no, I always tell people, the only reason God doesn't meet your expectations is because he's getting ready to exceed them. And so (laughs) when it does seem to take longer, it's not that we don't have something and we've got to earn it. We're never working for, uh, uh, we're never working for a manifestation of something we hope to see one day. We are contending for a fuller manifestation of what we know is already ours. 
When we see it in a word, like you said, that settles us. This is mine. And it all comes back to where you started us, Michael, this foundation of identity and relationship. Mm -hmm. Because when we know he's a good father, when we know we're loved and accepted, even if we don't yet see it, we continue to, like Proverbs 3 says, trust him with all our heart, dedicate him in in all of our ways, Mm -hmm. and he will make our path straight. So now it's not, oh, God must be mad at me. It's not manifesting. It's I know I'm a son. I know I'm loved. The Lord says he's blessed me with this. I'm going to decree it. I'm going to declare it. And I will see it because he has given this to me. So from that foundation of sonship and certainty of relationship, now all of a sudden it's not, oh, I hope I see this one day. It's, oh, I can't wait to see the full manifestation Mm. that is coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that is so important. And even just going against the grain of what we see, you know, faith is not, you know, we, we, we walk by faith, not by sight. And so when we don't see it in the natural, we need to believe in our heart of hearts that God spoke this. It's in his word. It's a promise unto me. And I will just keep on believing whether it happens next week or whether it takes two, three, five, ten years, this is a promise over my life. And I will, I will continue to believe it. And my words will line up with that. I won't speak negativity. I won't speak death and doubt into this. I will just continue to speak truth and you you go into okay so there's 31 decrees of blessing for men so you talk about you talk about you know uh men being um husbands and being fathers you talk about favor you talk about generosity there's so many different facets here you know in this book and i'd love to talk a little bit about favor that we need to believe because i've i've noticed like there's there's people that just experience a wild manifestation of the favor of god in their lives and there's other people that i feel like you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's something they're always contending with. It's not something that they're walking in a regular basis. And it's not because God loves or favors one above another. I truly believe it's, it's our outlook. It's our, it's our, it's our belief. Right. What we truly believe about ourselves. Do we believe that we're, you know, a son of God that, that, that brings pleasure to the Lord's heart? Do we believe that the goodness and mercy of God is going to follow us everywhere do we go? Do we believe that whatever we touch is blessed? And so I'd love to hear a little bit about favor and go down that road. Yeah, favor. I mean, any any of the areas where God has blessed us and empowered us, and favor is definitely one of the great ways He's blessed and empowered us. Favor opens doors. Um, scripture tells us that we are blessed and highly favored. That we grow in favor every day with God and with man. But you know, I have met the people as well that have dealt with rejection all their life. But what the enemy likes to do. The enemy goes out of his way, and this has been his plan since right in the garden, where he points at something to make it look and feel like God is withholding from us so that we will rebel. And that's what he did in the garden. He still does it today. So as opposed to what the enemy will do is he'll twist things and he'll torment us and he'll say, oh, look at your past or even your present. And he'll get us to believe that's our eternal portion. And that's a lie. Those are our temporary circumstances. And I feel for those people that have never experienced favor, but they've still been given favor by God because the word says so. So the more we meditate on that, the more we realize that, the more we agree with that, now all of a sudden we realize, well, my past is not my portion. My present is not my portion. Favor is my portion. And now when we look at somebody and it seems like opportunities are always dropping in their lap, doors are always flying open for them. We're not operating from a wound of how come they're favored and I'm not. We look at them and say, See, that's my portion right there. God is putting something on display for me. He's no respecter of persons. What he's done for that man, he's done for me. 
This is not, I'm not being tormented by the devil saying, see, God gave it to him, but he's not giving it to you. I'm looking and saying, that's exactly what my portion is. Thank you, God, for helping me see what it looks like because I haven't yet experienced it. But now I'm going to agree with what my eternal portion is. Now I'm going to agree with what the word of God says. And you start to see doors open up. You start to see favor because fear works like faith but in the opposite direction. Job mm-hmm. says, that which I feared came upon me. The devil likes to stir up negative emotions, fear yeah. and doubt, mm-hmm. because yeah. then you start to manifest that. Because again, we don't know how powerful we are in Christ, but he does. But then once we shift that, and that's why the daily devotions are so important, because every day you get shown in scripture and you get to meditate on and hear testimonies about and, and read a story about the scriptural truth in a way that makes sense to you. So you can go, Oh, I do see that I have favor. It says so right here. And then as you make those 10 decrees, that faith is building in you and that expectation is building in you. And now you're, now you're not despairing about another day of rejection. You're going, no, I know it has to shift. I am favored. I'm a son of God. Every day I grow in favor with God and with man. It says so. And then you use the activation and you start to activate that in your life. And all of a sudden it shifts. So yes, favor is an amazing thing. And when you realize the level of favor you have with God, when you were yet in sin, when I was still completely in sin, mocking and making fun of the Lord, I had so much favor with him that he went to the cross for me. I had so much favor with him. The creator Mm -hmm. of the universe took the time to show up and say, not, you know, you're being a real jerk and you've been a real jerk for four decades and I'm sick of it. (laughs) He showed up and said, I refuse not to love you. You have favor with me. I love you. No matter what you do or don't do, I will love you. I accept you. You have fit. When we realize that, that he died for us when we were yet sinners. How can we not expect favor with God? And if we have favor with God, how can we not expect it with man? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I think jealousy is huge. You know, when, when God's pouring out favor, and I think I, I've been there in my life where I've had very little. And you know, the apostle Paul talks about, I've learned to be content. He said, I've learned to be content. He had to learn yes. it. The, the great apostle Paul yes. had to learn to be content. He didn't just manifest you know, contentment and peace at all times. He had to learn by his friendship with the Holy Spirit and knowing the word of God and hearing from the Lord, you know, how to be content. He said, I've learned to have little and I've learned to have much and to be content in all things. I could do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so he's had little and he's had much. And for me, you know, in times where maybe you're in that process and the promises of God aren't manifesting in your life in that moment and you're living in lack and you're struggling and you've had, and you have little jealousy is something the enemy comes in with just, just like right. you're, you, know, yep. uh, you see somebody yep. who's favoring, you know, who's, who's favored by God and growing and it's their time to really shine and God's, you know, um, and, uh, one thing I've, I've noticed is in James, the book of James, it's a very intense scripture, but it talks about selfish ambition and bitter jealousy being demonic yes. in nature being demonic in nature and how that is an assault of the enemy when we when we get in this bitter jealousy and it's exactly you know of course the enemy would do that because jealousy divides us and God hates division right. the enemy loves division you know just like even in the right. uh, old testament with the story of Joseph how he was you know wearing the coat of many colors and he was favored by his father and his brothers hated him and they wanted to kill him 
It brought yeah. division yeah. among them, and obviously everything that the devil meant for evil, God turned around for good. And there's a there's a story there of how God, you know, triumphed and, and received the glory and brought reconciliation between the brothers. Thank God for that. But what I've what I've learned is that if we could rejoice with those who rejoice, celebrate with those who celebrate, if we could weep with those who weep, if we could, there's nothing wrong with having the feeling. We have the feeling sometimes. Right. Right. The, the, you know, the temptation comes, you know, it may, it may come our way, but we're not going to pitch a tent and live there. We're not going to entertain it right. and dwell on it. We're going to say, yeah, yeah. I acknowledge I'm having this thought. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm, I acknowledge I'm having this feeling. I'm sorry, Lord. But, yep. but Lord, I choose by faith to celebrate with that individual, to bless that individual, to speak, to speak highly of that individual. And I know that, that I'm next, I'm next Lord. You know, That's and right. and this is this is just you're just you're just building something incredible behind the scenes. You're just doing so much, you know, backstage right, right now, orchestrating all these different pieces of my life, so that when I step into this thing, it's exactly what you want. And I could be a blessing to those around me, and so I just feel like I don't know, even just prophetically, this is something I wanted to touch on because I feel like you know there's people suffering and struggling right now, especially with the, yes. the you know with the cultural yes. climate. And there's other people that are, that are hardly touched by it, and I think it's easy. I think right. the enemy wants to divide us. And he wants to put jealousy in our hearts, Definitely. especially in the body, because when we're united, God pours out his blessing. Well, and I think in the body, it's especially important that we realize this because we are the ones that are going to make the difference because mm-hmm. we're the dominion stewards on the earth. Yeah. And right now, in especially here in the USA, we're seeing so much division, so much rancor, so much discord. And I believe it's because we've allowed it in the church. And wow. um, because, you know, CNN's not Dominion steward. Fox News isn't Dominion steward. Mm-hmm. Um, Nancy Pelosi's not the Dominion steward mm-hmm. in the earth. Um, the Christian church is. So what we give place to, again, we talked about Romans 5, what we choose, what we give place to actually affects the atmosphere of all creation. Mm-hmm. And that jealousy comes in, that competition comes in, that negativity comes in, because, again, we don't realize how powerful we are. Yeah. And, and this may rub some people the wrong way, but I'm going to lovingly say, good, because I want you to get this, mm-hmm. is we know how powerful God is. And so Romans one twenty five says they exchange the truth of God for a lie. Why would we ever do that? Because the enemy suckers us, just like in the garden <laughs> yeah. where he made Eve feel like, see, God's withholding something from you. God wasn't keeping anything from her and Adam. He was keeping them from harm. But so they exchange the truth of God for a lie. Yeah. We see somebody else walking in favor, and the enemy twists it and says, see, God's giving it to you, but not them. And we sit back and we're going, God, why don't you give me favor? And we need to realize God did give us favor at the cross. He's done it. We know how powerful he is, but he's not withholding from us. We're withholding from ourselves by choosing bitterness, by choosing envy, by choosing jealousy, Mm -hmm. by choosing competition, Mm -hmm. as opposed to choosing to understand the power we have by meditating on the word, agreeing with the word, decreeing the word, and then stepping out to activate that in our life. And that's really what this book is all about, is to give men a daily reminder of every single day something God has blessed them and empowered them with. As they read the scripture and devotion, that faith arises in them of, 
wait, it's very clear here that God has given this to me, and now I'm going to operate in my power and authority as a son, as a dominion mm-hmm. steward, decree it, declare it, and step out into Amen. it and expect to see it made manifest because God has given it to me. He's not holding anything back from me. I just need to make a few shifts, beginning with realizing I have it and declaring it and activating it. And they'll see through their power as sons. This doesn't mean God isn't sovereign, Michael. He absolutely is. But we have to understand he's given us everything through the cross. Ephesians 1.3, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places has been given mm-hmm. unto you in Christ. Second yeah. Peter 1.3, everything pertaining to life and godliness is yours. How does it increase? Through our knowledge of Christ, through our awareness of what he's given us and our awareness of the power we have to agree with him to agree with his truth and see it made manifest in our lives. Yeah, I just keep thinking, you know, it keeps swirling in my spirit as if we would just transform our mind, our worlds would be yeah. transformed. And if our world is transformed, if the way we think is transformed, and we begin to manifest the nature of Christ and we be, you know, and begin to live that out in the world, we'll transform the lives of those around us. They'll totally. they'll they'll sense what what's 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 different with you? How come you beam? How come there's light in your eyes? How come you're always happy and yeah. joyful? And it's not you know contrived. It's not manufactured. It's authentic. There's there's life there, you know. And we'll we'll begin to transform the lives of people around us and give them a true picture of what it's like to be a believer. And we won't have this lack mentality. I just you know I think jealousy and a lot of times a lot of that comes out of you know we feel like oh if God's blessing this person is there enough to go around? Of course, right. there's more than enough right. for every right. single person to manifest the blessing of God and to walk in the fullness of their destiny. Every single person that walks this earth that ever walked the earth that will ever walk the earth there is no lack in heaven. And so I just I feel like this is you know how we need to pray today. And I. I know there's people listening that are, you know, maybe maybe this is the best season of their lives. Maybe it's the worst season of their right. life. Maybe they're right. just scraping by. But, you know, especially for men and women, I'm not excluding women here, you know, for right. men and women, for us to grasp this reality that we have the fullness of God, that we're loved by the Lord, that we walk in his favor, that we're uh, a child in whom he is well pleased in our lives, that we have the resources of heaven backing us, that we have the spirit of God living on the inside of us, that we grasp these truths and we begin to walk them out. I would, however you're led, Robert, you know, um, I'd love to just pray for the listener here today. Yeah, Michael, as you were sharing, um, John seventeen twenty two came to mind where Jesus in the upper room, one of the very final things he declares over his mentoring season of the three years before the cross with the disciples, and he makes it clear it's for every one of his disciples for all time. Mm-hmm. And I declared over all the listeners that the very same glory the Father gave to Jesus, he gives to us. And yes. that glory is the fullness of God's goodness. And Lord, we declare right now over every single person listening that in your great kindness and mercy and love, that you have given us the same revelation of the fullness of the Father's goodness in our lives that carried you through your time in the earth. Every challenge you faced, every victory you had was because you knew the glory of God. You knew the fullness of the Father's goodness. You were not only the Son of God, but you were the Son of Man. You were the Son of God who became the Son of Man, so every Son of Man could become a Son of God. And Lord, that all is rooted and grounded in a revelation of your goodness, so that we, like the psalmist, expect to see the goodness of God here in the land of the living, no matter what's going on. And Lord, I pray for a revelation of the fullness of your goodness for every single person. And in that, God, as they are reminded 
by your glory of how good you are, they will be reminded in whose image they've been made. And they'll be able to embrace that. They'll be able to inhabit that and they'll be able to step out into that. Thank you that you are fueling our faith. You are giving us a revelation of what it means to be your partners in this whole thing, to be your dominion stewards in the earth, to be your sons, to be your brides. And Lord, I thank you that you are moving in our hearts. You are helping us win the battle for our mind, will, and emotions so we can live fully in the more of God that you've already blessed us with. And we can see greater and greater manifestations of that as we dig into your word, know what you've blessed us with, and know we will see it made manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I just feel the sweet presence of God, and I just feel like... um it would be appropriate even right now for like an activation for those who are listening. I believe the Lord is speaking to you quiet your heart. And if you know, whether it be um, a lack mentality, you know, maybe you're struggling right now financially. Maybe it is an addiction of some kind that is not your portion in Christ. The Lord freed us from all addiction. He killed the nature of sin on the inside of us. We could walk in true holiness. If it is, if it is, um, maybe jealousy or unforgiveness, you know, whatever it may be, I just feel like now is the time to say, I refuse to live in this and I grab hold of my true identity in Christ. I refuse drug addiction. I refuse porn addiction. I refuse this lie of doubt and lack. I mean, this, this lie of my, my doubt and, and lack. I, I refuse that. I refuse this forgiveness. It's been, it's been holding me down and to even just speak. I forgive that individual or I will walk in the fullness of God and the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. And I, I died to sin whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And to begin to declare that in the mighty name of Jesus, now is your time. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not the conference six months from now that you signed up for. It's now just take it by faith. Just take it by faith. I take this Lord. I let go of, this ugly thing that was never me in the first place. And I grab hold of my true identity right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Robert, man, you, you have um, a beautiful heart and you've got so much Mm -hmm. revelation on identity and grace and sonship and, and who we are and who we're supposed to be in the earth. And so thank you for taking time to be with me today. How could, how could people get a hold of this, you know, important book and how could they just connect more with your ministry and the TV that you're doing and social media? You're all over the place. How do, how do people connect with that? Um, easiest place is, uh, the, the hub would be roberthodgkin.com. Go to my website, roberthodgkin.com. You can learn more about the ministry. You can learn more about, um, men on the front lines. Um, if they want lots of free content from me, um, my YouTube channel, Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel has hundreds and hundreds of uh, free videos, including dozens and dozens of episodes of our Heroes Arise show, our Propel show, and even the shows I do with God TV. Um, The Heroes Arise podcast for your podcast listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. I love podcasts too. I I listen to them all the time, Mm -hmm. but we have now launched the Heroes Arise podcast through the Apple Podcast Network. And, um, but yeah, roberthodgkin.com is a great place to start. The new book, like all the books, um, usual places, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com. I think Christian uh, discount books. Um, But again, you can reach all that through the resource page on roberthodgkin.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert, for being with me. What a powerful show. Thank you for your insight and taking the time. 
I always love when I get to spend time with you, Michael. Thanks so much for sharing your wonderful listeners with me. Yeah, absolutely. And so thank you guys so much. Make sure to take a moment to go to that website to follow Robert Hodgkin. Get a hold of this book, 31 Decrees of Blessing for Men. You will not regret it. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, Awaken Podcast. It'll help us get the show out to more viewers and more listeners so they can be challenged and inspired uh, and motivated and by, by, by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I look forward to speaking with you, and I'll see you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>